Love some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. I got a question for you all as we start today's radio broadcast. Are we losing the West? You know, I, I think for those of us that live in the West, we we would say yes. You know, Donald Trump only won five of 13 states during the 2020 presidential election in the West. Lost a majority of them. Joe Biden got over one-third of all the electoral college votes he needed to be victorious came from the Western United States. Now, we're not in the business of getting anybody elected. I'm just using that as an example of how things are changing because when I often talk to folks out east, kind of the national conservative leaders, they'll think, oh, yeah, the West is fine. It's generally pretty conservative, right? Well, what, what about Wyoming? Isn't Wyoming pretty conservative and places like that? Yes, Wyoming is staying strong, but... Look at what happened. We used to kind of uh, laugh off the left coast, California, Oregon, Washington. Now uh, leftists have gotten control of Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Nevada, and even targeted Senate races in Montana. The left is getting control of the West. And again, this isn't about campaigns, elections. We're a 501c3 organization. We do not endorse anybody any candidate or party, but things are changing out here. And that is why the Western Conservative Summit is absolutely so critical to the future of this nation. We lose the West, and the left is going to have control over a tremendous amount of this country and a lot of the people in it. But there's there are groups, and folks that I am just so proud are going to be joining us at the Western Conservative Summit because— They're one of the groups that is fighting probably, I mean, they are leading the charge. When you talk about, you know, a battle, they're the ones out front, moms for liberty. And they're not just moms. They're moms, dads, grands, aunts, uncles, friends. They welcome all that have a desire to stand up for parental rights at all levels of government. And friends, I got to tell you, years ago, we've been down at the state capitol fighting for parental rights for years. And it was about 2018 that I started to say that parental rights was going to be on par with issues of the sanctity of life, traditional family values. We had never really talked about parental rights in the past. It wasn't something that you really had to fight for. Everyone just kind of took it for granted that this is critical to our country. But now you've had a leftism a Marxism that has taken control and is specifically trying to strip away parental rights. And this organization, Moms for Liberty, is dedicated to fighting for the survival of America by unifying, educating, and empowering parents to defend their parental rights at all levels of government. And they will be at the Western Conservative Summit. In fact, one of the co-founders... Tina Deskovich will be speaking main stage at the Western Conservative Summit, June 9th and 10th. She joins us on the show today. Tina, thanks so much, so much for being on. I'm thankful for the opportunity to be here with you. So, Tina, tell us, how did you start Moms for Liberty? Where did this all come from? 
Oh, it's pretty easy. Uh, my co-founder and myself, uh, that's Tiffany Justice, we both were school board members here in Florida, 2016-2020. And you are right. Uh, I guess you and I were on the same page because in 2015, when I decided to run for school board, one of the four tenets of my campaign was parental rights. I saw the concerns uh, of many parents starting to come, you know, starting to bubble up. Uh, things we saw started happening in school districts, even here in Florida, in a very red conservative county, uh, was concerning. And so I ran on that uh, one pretty easily in 2016. Um, and Tiffany, I did not even know her. She was in another county serving also from 2016 to 2020. I asked, actually lost my reelection in 2020 uh, by a radical liberal in a very red county. And so it was a wake up call uh, to our whole community here who was shocked <laughs> at what happened. Uh, but I was frustrated, I'll be honest. And so was Tiffany. Uh, you know, we have the same experience. We like to say we saw behind the education curtain. We really saw what was happening in public education that was concerning. And as 2020 was unfolding uh, the summer and the fall, we were making really hard decisions about opening schools and, you know, quarantining kids and masks and all these things. And she and I both were losing uh, 4-1 battles all the time. And that's how we got to know each other and kind of build an alliance. And uh, so when we came off our terms, we were looking around the country and you and everybody else saw that parents all over the country were being shut out of school board meetings, were being silenced. Kids were being kept out of school for years at a time. It was really quite a nightmare. And we said, you know, we know how to help these people organize and be effective. And so we launched Moms for Liberty January 1st, 2021. And now you have how many chapters and how many states and how many members? Yeah, we, you know, it's it's remarkable because January 1st, 2021, that's only a little over two, it's about two and a half years ago. Uh, our goal was to have 50, 50 to 60 chapters, we thought, long term here in Florida, one per county. As soon as we launched, it was like 14 days later, we got a call from someone in New York, uh, Long Island, that wanted to launch a chapter, and we decided to go national with the organization. Uh, we're two and a half years in, and we are just about at 300 chapters in 44 states wow. and 115,000 members. Wow. And what do these chapters do? We have one in Colorado Springs, very active, and they're, they seem to be fighting for parental rights there. But what does a chapter do in their communities? So we knew uh, when we launched this, you know, one of the central feelings that we had and everybody I feel like in America had, especially moms, that we had no control over what was happening to our country and in Washington, the election. It just it felt so big and so out of touch. And we knew that we could make changes locally. So our chapters are organized by counties. And their mission and goal, uh, you know, you read our mission statement to defend parental rights all over the government. Uh, but what they do in particular in their monthly chapter meetings is they pull down the local school board agendas and they review them as a group. Very simple. Hmm. Uh, and you and I both know, if you've been following this, the minute you do that, you're going to find concerns, unfortunately, right. in your community. And so they list out all their concerns. And then as a group, they, you know, they vote on what's most concerning to their chapter. And then they put a plan of action together on how they're going to impact change in those areas. But what we've seen uh, over the last two and a half years is, uh, you know, our chapters didn't stop there. Now they're forming legislative committees in the state. We put a structure in place for each chapter to have a vote at the state level. Um, they're putting together legislative agendas. And, I, you know, I'm not sure of the number right now, but we um, got behind in all these states somewhat like 30 different bills that are, have been signed by governors that have to do with parental rights or education issues uh, in families. So um, big impact working on parental rights legislation in a number of states. It's just it's just exploded. You know, 
But what I've often said is that uh, we didn't have to worry too much about education all kind of through the 80s and 90s when I was educated. My, I'm, I, I'm sure my parents went to back-to-school nights and parent-teacher conferences. But, uh, you know, you kind of look back at the Ferris Bueller movies and the Breakfast Club movies, and you just kind of dropped your kid off at school. And you, you weren't into the weeds on particular issues of curriculum and things like that, but it's totally changed because our nation's values have changed. And you have an element that absolutely believes that they need to indoctrinate children, that they need to almost like convert children over to their worldview. And what's so bizarre to me, talking with Tina Deskovich of Moms for Liberty, is they're not – the element that's doing this within education, they're not big family types of people, right? They're, they, 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 they're not building – big families. They're not talking about the importance of investing in big families. And yet they're almost obsessed with other people's kids. I'm not obsessed with other people's kids. I don't really care what you're doing uh, with regards to the way you're training up your child. I don't wake up thinking about that. But there's this element that is. Why is that, Tina Deskovich, Moms for Liberty? Yeah, I don't think that they're obsessed with our children. I think they're obsessed with fundamentally changing America. And the the most effective way to do that is to target young children. If you Mm. look at what's happening right now, whole states like New Jersey have adopted comprehensive sex education, which isn't the sex education you and Uh I had as a kid with the film strip where you learned the biology and it beeped. And, you know, it's not that at all. Some of it's pleasure-based sex ed. It's really disgusting. And as as young as pre-K, so now we're talking about four-year-olds, the standards clearly say that they're going to teach them that you can be a boy or a girl, neither or both. So it is a very specific worldview. Uh, with a very specific agenda, and they know the best way to, to carry that agenda out is to teach children at the most youngest age their principles, their ideas, their values, which do not coincide. You just said in your statement that America's values have changed, and I reject that notion. I think mm. a very small segment of America's values have changed, and they are trying to change America's values long term through our children, and I reject that. I love it. You get the moms for liberty. I mean, they are real fighters. And <laughs> and I appreciate I appreciate that you all are, are willing to do that because it, it feels so overwhelming to me, right? Like we're starting June 1st now. It's Pride Month. Then every logo is going to change. And you just feel like it's this tsunami. So, you know, what do you do to respond against all that? We've got about a minute here and then we'll come back after the segment. But Tina, maybe what what... Give us give us a little hope in the midst of all these challenges. Yeah, the hope is the growth of Moms for Liberty and another organization similar and, and like ours. People are were awakened during COVID. COVID was horrible for a number of reasons, but people were awakened and they saw a lot of things that they never would have seen otherwise. So the hope is that they are awake now, that they are organizing. We have to make sure they don't get complacent. Uh, but we have we have a job to do, and the job is to save this country. And I think people are waking up to that. You guys are doing great work. The summit is going to be amazing um, in playing a role in that and getting people energized with this movement. So um, I think there's a lot of hope. A lot of hope. Moms for Liberty, Tina Deskovich. We're going to continue this conversation. When we come back, we're previewing the Western Conservative Summit. So stick around. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour.